This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Looking ahead to the rest of the year, Kel's planning vacations and such, you know? Yes. Keeping people posted about what's going on. Keeping things scheduled into your schedule that mm-hmm. the company says, you're supposed to be here now. We're supposed now to take off it, time. Oh. Like now. We're supposed to try to tell people when we're going to be taking off time throughout the year, but they want it as soon as we can. Oh. I thought you were talking about all oh. this time you've had off the last week on the show. Yeah, right. I was sick. That wasn't fun time off. Also, it was barely any time off. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know how to do that. Are you good at scheduling for the upcoming year? Yeah. yeah. Really? Well, I'm good at scheduling. I, I don't know in That's particular. That's so I'm, many I'm, vacation days. I'm just like... more flexible than you are. I just, <laughs> exactly, you know, with the numbers. You, yeah, I just get, <laughs> you know, oh, well, and I just think ahead, and then I always try to figure out, okay, I don't want anyone inconveniencing me, so I'll just do that wow. and inconvenience them. Yeah. But you're mm-hmm. also a fan of your staycation, so that's, like, more flexible in general. Anyway. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to have our monthly staycation woodworking conversation now. To do when you stay, Kate. Just us, like when you travel. Keep us posted when you're actually traveling, okay? Just actually cheaper. It is cheaper. Do uh, the weekenders like I do. Let's get to yeah, it. but you go to the same places. No, I don't. Let's get Boring. to our woodworking conversation. This we do with Jeff Thompson. Hi, I'm Jeff Thompson. Let's talk wood. Practical woodworking from a blindness perspective. It's not, can I do it? It's, how can I do it? Now, let's get started. Jeff, you want to get on in this, uh, get in on this fight? About vacation versus staycation? He's, he's out for you today. I know. It just started, too. Um, it was pretty good the first I, You know what's funny, Jeff? It's just funny when she tries to rope people in. It's like that old saying, you know, the more people that agree with me, the more right I am. No, yeah. there could just 100%. more people that are well, wrong. Votes. It just, just means votes. more people are wrong. Okay. That sounds like a... <laughs> have you ever heard of the phrase, you problem? <laughs> no. I've heard of it in the right application. All right. Not the right application. Okay, yeah. Jeff, you don't have to tell us. Don't tell us about staycation versus vacation, but we are going to talk about... He's a woodworker. Finding... He has, a, he has all sorts of goodies at home to keep him home. Structural And occupied. Studs. I don't even know what this means, so you're going to have to really tell us. Obviously. Um, but curtains, pictures, all kinds of stuff. So... I guess this is about finding the spot, right? The spots in your walls or around your homes that are good for hanging and framing first. Is that what this is really yeah. about? Okay. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people ask me all the time, like, how do I find a spot to hang a picture? Well, how heavy is the picture? That depends. A light picture, you could just do a nail at an angle going to the wall. But then when you start getting into shelves or curtain rods, valances, drapes, that mm. type of thing, then it needs a little bit of structure, something behind the wall to bite into to give it some really good grip. Okay. Yeah. It, well, I mean, I always get curious when you talk about finding that right spot, Jeff, and you know, knowing where, where, okay, so here's where I think it's going to go well. Will it hold on here, or basically will this be hanging mm-hmm. on to the drywall? 
Exactly, because drywall won't hold a lot of weight. It'll mm-hmm. hold a little picture, or a little memoir, or something like that. Yeah. But you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get some structure on there. So if you take like drapes or valances, and Ramia, you gave me a call last about a year ago. Yeah, I, believe I was it telling was. them. Yeah, you helped yeah. me put my curtains up. <laughs> so <laughs> virtually, if if you take a doorway on an exterior wall, a doorway or a window, there's typically a header above that, a support piece of board. And that's a huge piece of wood that goes across the top of the windows. And to hold that up, there's probably two two by fours or two by sixes holding that up. So that gives you three inches to the side of the window as well. So there is a lot of solid area there to go into. Mm -hmm. And when you're, you know, for a drape like that, or something if you want to be straight the window's typically pretty straight and the ceiling's pretty straight so when you're up that high you can always measure it with your click ruler get uh measurements like that but the one of the other things is if there's someone else in the house i can see they'll look at it and go eh. right <laughs> no matter what you do happened before yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it looks just a little off um so, okay, what you're saying then, if we look at you can't just really walk up and screw into any place that you want to. Um, we're talking weight. We're talking that balance. I know some people go finding the stud if something's too big. Yeah, well, they have tools and stuff. But the main thing is trying to figure out what kind of structure is behind the wall. And for us, you can do it without vision, really, but with, you know, to see through the walls, tongue in cheek there, um, to find out what could be behind that wall so you have a better opportunity to, you know, do it right. I mean, I've had times where I put four holes in, I still didn't find anything, and I don't want anyone watching me do it while I'm doing no. that. I just have to no. fill it back but in. But what are your ways to, I mean, I mean, you know, the proverbial knock, knock, knock that some people do and swear mm-hmm. by that. Or touching, and and I I I know you can to some degree. Hey, that that's a solid enough part. I mean, obviously with the whole wall, and you realize, oh my goodness, this is a load bearing wall. It's solid. Um, but if you are looking for that hang on to place that that you can go through and put something with a little more weight, do you rely on the knock knock knock? Yeah, we all do that. We tap a couple mm. times, and you can hear the hollow. Then you hear it solid. Then you find another one, and typically there's 16 inches on center. So Apart. if you find one. Yeah. You can guesstimate 16 inches over, tap again or something. They also have stud finders where it'll try and pick up the nail or the screw that is holding your sheetrock on or whatever substrate you're using on the wall, and it'll locate those. And they have little sensors. Some have two sensors. Some have 13 sensors. Some even go as far as letting you know if there's electrical or steel behind there in case there's piping or plumbing or gas line of some sort. So it's good to figure things out, but there's other ways of finding it out too, like for plaster walls. If your home is in the 50s, typically they use the plaster board or plaster itself. It's harder to use sensors. So you do have some indications like next to a light switch, next to an outlet or a heat vent. Typically they put that between the studs or against the stud so it'll screw onto. So if you can investigate that a little bit, do your knock knock on either side of the outlet, you might find that it's there. And then you have a good way of, you know, guesstimating where the next one is. So if you can correlate between a few structural doorways, 
switches, outlets, uh, or heat vents like that, that'll give you a good idea where to start. Uh, it's good to know where to start. And I'm curious how much room for error there is, Jeff. Mm. Well, a stud is about an inch and a half across. You're just talking a little bit of area there. And so what I typically do is take a fine finishing nail and I can go in just about a half inch. You just want to go, you don't want to go too far because if you don't know exactly what's behind there, mm. you don't want to go in with an eight inch probe and just bang things around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Just go in and you'll, you'll know right away with your, by tapping it that you, you miss because it'll just sink in or you'll right. hit solid. And then that'll give you, you know, get a guesstimate where you might want to hang it and start that way. And if you miss, then you can just do your tapping again or use your stud finder again and get a good indication. Now these stud finders, they do have a beep and that where it beeps is supposed to be in the middle. So that helps. Yeah. Uh, and I, because again, we're talking about people working with something blind. So, you know, to, to utilize it, it's got to be that helpful. Okay. What about anchors? Do you want to get into discussing this? Yeah. If you just have a picture um, that you want to hang or something or a shelf that screws in, anchors work very good. They'll go into the sheetrock and they'll expand as you put the screw in. So that works pretty good. So all anchors have a weight factor to them. Some might say 20 pounds, some might say five pounds, some might say, uh, you know, 50 pounds, depending on what kind of anchor it is or toggle it is. Some of them expand and flare out and bite onto the sheetrock. But it's really nice to know what exactly you're going to be hanging, how much it's going to weigh. I would say anything in the, your shelf area, if you're going to put stuff on the shelf, that's when you want to start biting into some some wood rather than the sheetrock. And most shelf makers do make them right around that 16-inch mark or 18, so you do have two pre-drilled pre holes to to apply it and hopefully it works out in where you want it or where someone else wants it and you can apply it there. That's where anchors come in when you can't hit a stud and you can get the yeah. right weight limit to the anchor. Hmm. Hmm. Um, anything else around drilling and drywall and all that other stuff? I, I just feel like, you know, as much as we uh, can get the information around it, there's always going to be the nerves. And I'm not sure if it's a visual thing, because you've mentioned all this way of knowing tactilely and uh, with sound audibly how to know where you're at and get the stud finder, I guess, if you're really, really nervous. But still, if you've never done it before, like for me, that first project of the um, curtain mm -hmm. rods, I was like, I... I don't know. It feels, I don't want to damage these walls. I'm so scared. Because that's what you worry about, making a mess a and people person. saying, hey. Yeah, oh, even if it's a sighted person who look. doesn't know what they're doing either, it just feels like I'm going to miss something. Yeah, and that's why, you know, that's why I say probe with something small so you can at least mm -hmm. find something solid. But the stud finders with the multi-sensors on them will give you a good uh, view of what's behind there and once you start knowing what to expect behind there it helps out but if you don't know you might want to call uh someone and learn from them don't just say just go do it and don't learn from it it's an experience that you know what might help you out in the next time but you know for 10 10 you can get a nice stud finder 
for talking 20 30 40 dollars you can get a multi-sensory stud finder that'll give you a lot more information and it's better to be safe than sorry yeah. you know when you're going that, about can that this. be too overwhelming if you have too many of the sensors like are i don't you, know like, especially um, at first i just wonder i think i think the main thing is if it beeps and you don't find a stud, then it's something else back there. So ah. you might want to like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> suggest the picture looks better over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But and at least it's it one of those things that, that you just have more. to. Yeah, just and, be yeah. precautious, and being cautious is a safety mechanism in you. So that it's a good way to approach things mm -hmm. rather than someone that just grabs a hammer and says, "I'll do That's it." That's right. Starts well, even if you find that stud, like or what you perceive to be, whether you have the stud finder or not, you still want to go in gently to be sure. You know, mark that spot right. by going in, like you said, use that. You know, and just kind of okay, yeah, that really is. Yeah. <laughs> Unless and, you have the stud finder with the multi sensors and know how to use it. Yeah. And I think don't like, go in, don't go in too right. deep because mm -hmm. there's no. more stuff back there. And no matter what, anything can throw you off, right? Like that the fact that you've never done this before, even if you know, like I said, technically what you're looking for and uh, what that tactile feedback might be, you're still, like I remember when I drilled through the drywall and then it just stopped, it's just hollow after that. And I was like, oh God, I didn't know it was gonna feel like that. You know, and, and so you, you get, you have to get used to that sensation as well if you've never done it before. Yeah, and that's, that's a good indication right there. And then you start re, re adjusting where you think it might be and then try it again cautiously you mm. know just like you did and when you don't feel that all of a sudden it goes in without nothing behind it and you feel something solid you're like yes and you want to high five someone and yeah. all that stuff it's yeah it's good exactly all right next time we'll talk about um <laughs> what to do with the holes that you've drilled but don't need to use anymore because they were just practice <laughs> how, how to fill drywall thank you so much Jeff, we'll talk to you next month. Thank you both. Jeff Go easy on her. Mm. Always do. We'll never take that kind of advice. <laughs> they don't even pay me enough to. Yeah, right. Jeff Thompson, <laughs> don't even... Go down that road. Jeff Thompson <laughs> <laughs> joins us for woodworking, and that's once a month, usually on the uh, fourth Tuesday when we chat woodworking with him. After the break, we've got another um, guest conversation for you. We're speaking with two members of the Anti-Human Trafficking Committee at Peel Children's Aid Society about this grave human rights, rights violation uh, and what we can do about it. We'll be right back. It's Kelly and Ramia. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.